0: Right, so we're going to start off things a little different this episode. Um, apparently, I'm about to be a guru like I'm on Hot 97, but... Um... Uh, not
1: apparently. <laughs> Let's walk into love and light, like, oh my God.
0: No, this is big love, big light. Come on, son. All right, Roby, give it to me. Tell this audience what's, what we're doing. Tell the people what we
1: Okay, all right. Well, we are very excited that the emails have been popping, so kudos to the listeners out there who are reaching out to us now we have this segment called advice from vix and uh we're going to go through an email that was sent to us anonymously first of all um and we're just going to get some advice from vix and see what you know what it says okay are you ready vix
0: big ready let's see what this are you person, ready v uh, I, i'm okay. i'm ready I'm I'm good. I'm good ready. I'm big ready. Let's see what this person has for us.
1: I, I hope, I hope you can help this person out. All right. This email starts off with the lady who does my nails and I are close. I have been going to her since I was a teenager. I am now 26 years old. A week ago, we were both on Facebook looking at pics of her at her event. She attended her dress was fire and she looked absolutely amazing. She told me she never wear a dress twice, that I could have it if I wanted. I was shocked because it was a beautiful dress. I couldn't believe it. I told her I'd give her something for it anyway, but she said it was up to me if she got it at goodwill and she didn't pay much for it, only 40 bucks. I have no reason to not trust her. Like I said, I've been coming to her for my nails, eyebrows, and eyelashes for years. So without hesitation, I sell her 25 bucks. She never called me to pick up the dress, but I didn't really think anything of it because I know she is extremely busy. Two days later, I texted her about it. She told me she isn't home, she's at the shop, that she didn't have the dress with her, but I could stop by her house. Her mom is home and she will give it to me. Boom, okay, cool. I get there and her mom gives me the dress. It was in a plastic bag that I did not bother to open. kind of plastic bag? Anyway.
0: (laughs) That's a flag, but I digress.
1: (laughs) Like I said, I had no reason not to trust her. I get home, but when I open the bag, it's clear she didn't wash the dress. It smelled like sweat mixed with perfume. I can't really Mm. explain the funky smell, but the dress was dirty There was deodorant streaks on the inside of it. I got upset and I told her she should have washed the dress before giving it to me that I didn't like or appreciate. She apologized and told me to have it dry clean and she will take care of the bill. I did then sent her a pic of the receipt so she can sell me the money. But now she's saying she didn't know it was going to be this high. She won't return my phone calls or texts. Should I drive to her shop and demand reimbursement or block her from my life? I can't believe such a small thing turned into this. What should I do? Question mark, question mark.
0: Mm. Ooh. The answer is yikes. That's not advice. <laughs> That's just my response. Wow. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, I mean, what I'm hearing from this letter is you know long relationship with this person fine levels of trust that's understandable with that long relationship but I mean even before we get into that uh, as I have learned recently uh, having a long relationship with someone does not exactly mean that everything is Gucci but that's neither here nor there um but in regards to this example and this person's dress uh yeah I agree. Um, your friend should have absolutely, you know, made sure the dress was clean and in order before giving it to you because it's wild how she just gave you the dress as is from the closet. Are they friends, said, though?
1: Are they friends? I, I, I didn't say
0: friends. I just said someone you have a long relationship with. Uh, okay. Someone that you, that does your nails for a long time doesn't isn't necessarily your friend. <laughs> it's just a long-term associate. Let's Let's keep it funky. You know what I'm saying? It's not like y'all hang out afterwards or y'all are exchanging deep things unless it's some type of, yo, girl, I'm telling you my tea while you do my nails. So let's just call this a long-term associate. Anyway, so this long-term associate gives you the dress as is. Yuck. Um, Should you demand reimbursement? Uh, Well, you know, I mean, you already paid the money for it. At the end of the day, it now becomes your responsibility regardless of the state that it's in. It's fucked up. That homegirl gave it to you in that condition. I would at least be mad at her and block her for that regard. But at the end of the day, I mean, you technically did pay for the dress, so it's now on you. If you want to blast her on some, yo, I paid for this dress from homegirl, and the shit had all types of streaks and marks, and it smelled as uh, yesterday's, you know, garbage, uh, you have all right to do so, uh, because nobody should be in a Isn't
1: Zell, like, instant, though? Zell no, is, like Zell, is right?
0: Zell is instant but if the other person doesn't send it then it really doesn't matter um, <laughs> um, But keep in mind okay. yes the person should have absolutely done the cleaning of this dress. I mean they are completely wrong for that and you deserve to be compensated. but if Homegirl is is not even willing to then it's it's giving big block because um, all right let's say you pull up pull up with the dutty dress, <laughs> in, in the trash bag and throw it at her saying oh sorry I'm not taking this you know fuck you and keep it moving that doesn't mean she now owes you money because you did the dry cleaning you know what I'm saying um, it's messed up she's messed up for what she did uh, I think unfortunately you might have to take the L um, and at the end of the day if you did want the dress it's now on you uh, sadly in the state that it's in but yeah, I would take the dress, do the dry cleaning, take the L on the reimbursement, and then block her and keep it moving. There's plenty of nail techs out here that um, could be better to you and treat you with variety. Um, So that's my advice. Advice from okay. Vicks. There's no... Oh.
1: Okay. Thank you for that. Um, listener, I hope you, you hear what Vic says. You know me, I'm a queen of the block. You, you fuck around, I'm blocking you off. Shoot first, ask questions later. I know I need to and,
0: change. You know, but I'm personally not a blocker. I'm not. I'm not a big blocker. But in this case, <laughs> if this is your long-term nail tech associate and she did you like that, mm-mm. sometimes you just gotta, as I said, take the L and let it go.
1: Okay. Your well, claws can
0: get done by anyone else.
1: I mean, I, I hope. As a, as a guy saying Asterisk. that, I would say no.
0: Asterisk. Not everyone like, can. Not everyone, everyone I can it. do Asterisk.
1: hair, nails, brows, lashes. Well, especially... you take your ass
0: to Instagram.com forward slash nail text local, and then you could find a whole bunch of people that could, uh, you know, do a good job for you. Um, you know, there's hashtags these days, there's other things. So um, I think you'll be okay. Oh,
1: blue. All right. Well, thank you, Vix, for the advice
0: you are very welcome and with that being said sophisticated ignorance
1: you slid it right in didn't you nope
0: don't do that
1: skull, skull.
0: queen of the block
1: I am evolving okay
0: all right here we go again welcome everyone to sophisticated ignorance uh I am uh vice from vix now I guess. <laughs> I guess that's a new handle. Gotta change it on my socials. Uh, I'll probably change it on X. Uh, uh, that, that crap. Yikes. Anyway.
1: I'm still R to the OV. I have not changed. It's Roe V. Nothing's, nothing's, nothing has changed over here. I'm pretty stagnant. So
0: if you want wow. stability Stagnan and reliability,
1: like come here.
0: Let's not say stagnant. Let's just say consistent. Because stagnant means like you're... I you're said what like I said. Expired. Yeah. Oh, you want to be stagnant. Sometimes
1: sometimes you it feels like that, you movement. know. Just right... That's, you know, that's really been my goal in my adult life now. Yes.
0: 100%. To, Forever moved. To be still. All right.
1: You don't know the essence of being still and the power behind it.
0: But you didn't say still. You said stagnant. Stagnant means lack of growth.
1: They both start with S.
0: This is why you're stagnant. That just that like
1: sophisticated ignorance. Thank you guys for listening. Um and joining us today. Um we have a very, very, very interesting topic today, Vix.
0: Don't we? Um Yes, uh today's episode we're gonna be talking about how you could be a bad black person. Or if oh. there is a thing as being a bad black person. Uh. Mm. And yeah, I guess it's kind of a question mark because what does that consist of? What does that mean? Uh, We have a couple examples from some recent things on the socials where people have not been their best selves, but the bigger question is, does that make them bad? Uh, eh, We shall see, we shall see. Um, But yeah, let's let's start, let's break it down. Uh, You wanna go with the first example? Oh no, probably I should go with the first example. Maybe, I don't oh yeah, we, definitely.
1: Because I, I would love to hear your vice again.
0: Mm, mm, you just can't get enough of the vice from Vix.
1: Can, can I cannot? Not today. <laughs> today is just it's overflowing. Fill me up. Fill me up. <laughs> All
0: right, and that's taken out of context. Let's keep what? it moving. What the hell? Uh, <laughs> oh my god! A joke, a joke. No, uh. just
1: just do it before oh. you become stagnant. Let's go. All right, so (laughs) the first thing
0: is, (laughs) um, no, uh, the first, stop it. You're being a bad black person right now. You're the first example. You. No, let me stop. Um, The first thing I I thought of as it relates to the topic is uh, intersectionality, right? So there's a lot of examples, as you see, where, uh, for example, you know, someone on socials or a friend group, you know, they're on that Issa Rae mood of I'm rooting for everybody black, but at the same time they see somebody in the trans community or the gay community and they're like yo I don't fuck with these people I don't understand them da 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 da, da. they can all burn, um, and for me it's always like that always boggles the mind because it's like you know you cater to one aspect of community but you denounce the other because it doesn't follow in your standards or your values. And I feel like that creates a bad black person, quote unquote, because it's like you can't dismiss someone's identity or a part of who they are just to fit your convenience or to fit your comfort, right? And this is where it gets really dangerous because, you know, if you are going to root for everybody black or if you're going to really be for black people, you have to accept them in any identity, any race, any phase of their life. And I feel like there's so many people out there who um, who are rooting for one thing or really pumped for one thing, but they dismiss other people's part of their identities. And that creates these divides. Right. And and I feel like that is uh, unfortunately one um dark part of us as black people as a culture that we get caught up in and i really wish that people would be more mature um to understand that you don't necessarily have to agree or accept everyone's identity or lifestyle but you have to respect it it comes down to respect a thousand percent and that is the real way of not dismissing that intersectionality but honoring it and regardless of who that person is you will ride for them as you would any other person. So I feel like that that could make a bad Black person in that regard, at least in my eyes. What do you think?
1: Well, I do want to just scale it back just a little bit. By us, mm-hmm. you know, having the narrative and trying to say, you know, they are bad black, black people, what necessarily encompasses the definition of a good Black person? How how does that decipher from within our culture, instead of trying to separate good versus bad, you know, and evil in that aspect, what really makes a a Black person good? Is it doing all the righteous things? Is it being um, viable to every single type of discrepancy that comes forward? Or always being the peacemaker? Would that showcase them as, I guess, in an essence, not having a backbone if they push back against somebody who goes against an ideology that's not, you know, in alignment with Black people? Or, in essence, a bad Black person is someone who riots against, who is not for Black people, or may have something taken out of context to say, you know, we don't approve of this because you know, such and such has happened. This is why we are against this. So I, I think it's, it's important for us to to try to define what we are actually saying. You know, what is a bad black person instead of just saying examples or what is a, a good black person or if there is even a definition for either one? Because like you said, there's perspective and there's respect What one person might respect, another person might not, because that's not their lens, and that's not what they view something as.
0: You know what I mean? Yes, but, I mean, to your point, even if you don't, even if that is not your lens, I think there still has to come a level of respect and understanding where it's like, hey, agree to disagree. I mean, it's a very loose term, but it's like, agree to disagree. I I agree, that we don't see eye to eye or we don't see the world under the same circumstances but um i also understand that you as a person as a human being i have to value i should value in your life however you choose to live it or identify it as and that makes us the same type of person at least um at least from my lens i mean but once again there's there's a lot more to it than just that as it relates to your question about what makes a bad black person um i think the term black here is most important because it's not just we can define what's a good person and a bad person but interjecting black in there now creates a different conversation about race and culture and it's like you know putting that on the forefront now becomes a question of if the good person or bad person uh Affects how they affect the culture and how they affect those around them that look like them. I think that's what differentiates good versus bad. So, in this case, let's say a bad black person could be someone who, um, you know, decides to, I guess, you know, uh, carry out a hate crime towards someone that looks like them. I would say that's a bad black person. You know what I'm saying? Because it's someone who is negatively affecting and influencing the culture in that way, uh, versus a good black person who would support those who once again might be under a different identity or even just someone who looks like them but lives a completely different lifestyle and those people become allies to those type of people or just even outside of identity and, and sexuality, but just more of a, any any type of initiative that supports and uplifts Uh, people who look like them i think that would constitute a good black person versus a bad black person does that make sense
1: yeah yeah i hear you i also think that um being a bad black person in a sense you just ignore and negate certain viewpoints of the collective works of black people or sometimes you're one of those black people who always got to invite someone else outside of the culture to the cookout if they do a little razzle dazzle somewhere, you know, it's it's either too much inclusivity or just being accepting of everyone, which is also a good character trait to have. But there has to be a line drawn somewhere. Like,
0: uh, it's we are very we are very quick to invite people to the cookout, but have we even questioned if the person I wouldn't say we hosting said cookout even knows how to cook <laughs> let that sink in let that let that sink in for just a moment
1: i i i am i am not a particular fan of just because someone does one thing that they are excluded from every other thing that has happened historically in the past for a certain culture you know what i mean for a certain race yeah. that doesn't make them you know the forefront of a liberal movement no it does not and today anything that even you know i I feel like right now we are just so desperate for a breath of fresh air anything that seems you know welcoming or acceptance towards the black culture we gobble it immediately like that's our oxygen tank and we gotta start realizing we we need to breathe back into ourselves. We do. We we really yeah. do. And being those and, and not to to marginalize quote unquote black black people, but they have to come to realization to see that you cannot always be so open to everything and be so agreeable to everything that comes up. And, and in essence, in essence, there are some black people who are too involved, and then there's some black people who are not involved enough. They're okay with just getting by, oh, that always happens, nothing's gonna change, why should I even bother type of vibes. So there's two ends of the spectrum. I know you said, you know, we should have some respect, but we also should have some self-reflection and some knowledge base behind it too, because if you do too much, nothing will change. If you do nothing, nothing will change as well too. So we have to definitely find a happy medium where everyone can collectively realize that in order to not be on two different sides of the spectrum, we have to move together as a unit. And that is as simple as a united front. We don't do that. There's so many different opinions. There's so many different ideologies. There's so many different types of attitudes, beliefs, and value systems that people just don't want to stick to one plan. And that's really where it is. So we either got the really, 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 really good people or the really, 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 really bad people.
0: Right. And I don't know if there's an in-between necessarily.
1: I I, I mean, (laughs) it depends on the day. It'll depend on the day, day.
0: It depends on the day, but it also depends on how it affects the culture, right? So, to your point of people bringing in or accepting anyone into the quote-unquote cookout, that's, you know, I mean, if, if it's detrimental to the culture, I feel like that's that's not necessarily an extremely bad black person. But, I mean, we just have to be very, as you said, protective and gatekeep. I mean, gatekeep in the regards of, hey, you know our culture is exclusive to us and just because you have reflected that culture in a very minute moment, that doesn't mean, oh, you are now invited into our culture and you should embrace or we should embrace you in that regard, right? Because uh, the bigger notion of it is, is a matter of allyship, right? Um, some white kid that decides, yo, I'm going to dance or do a TikTok dance that has a little bit of flavor doesn't equate to this person being an ally for the black culture or black movement or black people in general, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, so we have to be, as you said, very careful with how we, um, shovel out the invites. Um, but, you know, kind of going back to what we were talking about before, I know there's other examples that we came up with as it relates to, especially in social media, as it relates to, um, you know, if this constitutes as a bad black person. So, I mean, for example, we have uh, Lizzo, um, who recently has been exposed to being a not great person to her backup dancers. Do you want to take this one, Rovi? Do you you know much about this case?
1: I I, I particularly don't, because you know my beef with Lizzo prior to... Remember from the Five Live show? You forget... Did you forget... We'll I need you to go back and your, go back. Your, I need you to go back and listen to that episode, because you know how I felt about Lizzo. I am all. call her big Liz. Sorry. Oh, okay.
0: What's big your, Liz? your beef with Big Liz? Yes.
1: Um, my beef with Big Liz is, um, <laughs> <laughs> shut up. As a fellow plus size woman, I felt, and I'm not trying to shame or try to. Marginalize her viewpoints, but I felt like that was her only platform that she would use all the time, and I wanted her to be a step above that. You know what I mean? And you can say that, you know, it was just only inclusive about fat phobia at that time. And it, and she like she's talented. I love her music. There's so many other things, but like she was saying, people only saw her because of her being big. But I didn't want her to ignore that. I wanted her to elevate that as well too. I felt like that was just the only platform that she had and I wanted to have multiple levels of platforms for her. That's That was my beef with her. And I was like, listen, I'm a big girl too, but I'm also this, that, and the third. And they're gonna hear all of it. They're gonna hear that I'm big. They're gonna hear that I'm smart. They're gonna hear that I'm professionally well. You're gonna hear every single one of it across the boards. But keep, not to cut you off, but keep in mind Lizzo, I mean,
0: yes. I think I think from a white lens, they ca- they capitalized her into the palatable fat black chick that you know was cool. You asked me what my beef fun. was. That was my no, beef. No, no, I understand, but I'm saying I'm saying I don't think she she probably fed into it more or less in certain circumstances. But I think the outside more. lens also more. All right, I think the outside lens also <laughs> boxed her into that into that category as well but there okay, notions where she's also expressed no no i'm just saying there's been instances where she's also expressed different talents or different parts of who she is and people didn't want to accept that because they can only see her for her size but either way um but yeah I, I mean what you say you weren't really familiar with the recent developments but yes um, a few of her backup backup dancers have accused her of her being fat phobic and abusive towards them Certain, wait a minute certain, certain she's fat phobic uh, allegedly you have to put oh alleged. my she was oh. being fat phobic allegedly being fat phobic to some of her back Wow! And <laughs> and, and all these so, this is the meat of what i had a beef No I, I know it's very it's ironic it's wild i'm pretty sure everyone has their think pieces that's crazy go it. ahead go ahead i'm just um, but yeah i mean I think it was shocking for a lot of us to, like, hear these allegations and such like that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, should we... Is there a level of... I don't want to say grace, because at the end of the day, you know, if these things come out to be true, then it's extremely unfortunate. But, I mean, Uh, is it our fault? I mean, the allegations are
1: out there, regardless if it's true or not. Right now, the damage is done.
0: I mean, we've all... is, Is... is it safe to say that we've all made the assumption that because Lizzo is of the plus-size community that she is incapable of being fatphobic herself? Yeah,
1: I would agree. I would agree. Because that was the that was a platform. That was a forefront. And I was like, that's her only but did, platform.
0: But did we create that box? Or you're saying that she did that to herself? Or is it both?
1: Um, uh, I don't want to say... I, I was always off the fence. I can't say we, but I think collectively uh social media definitely created that that box for her that
0: narrative yeah Uh,
1: definitely and unfortunately that was the only platform that she had to use but also hearing that it doesn't really surprise me much because even though i'm a big girl and a lot of big girls always like oh we love our body body confidence a lot of people still wish they were a size smaller because, you know what, that's still cultural the norm. So it doesn't really surprise me that she may be fat phobic because she'll want somebody to look good on her stage. And I don't know if that's like a Hollywood bug or something like that because, you know, once you get into the scenes and this, that, and the third, you could be righteous. But then again, you, you get into the, the scene, you, you start conforming, oh, this girl has to look a certain way. So I would say from my standpoint, it doesn't shock me that she may have been fat phobic because that narrative of her trying to push plus size beauty was a bit much for me. And I said that, I said mm-hmm, that could gosh. not, it could, that, that could not be her only platform. It couldn't, it couldn't be. They're, they're, I understand that you were forced to by layers, but artists fight back all the time. Artists fight back all the time. They don't always just conform to a narrative. I just fight fight back all the time. So, you know, it doesn't surprise me that she may have been transphobic. It uh, does surprise me that she'll be abusive to her backup dancers. That surprises me, especially Mm -hmm. if somebody who, I, I think I know her story very well, that she's been at the bottom and she's done all of these odd jobs just to make it to the top. Why would you, in turn, turn around and try to do it to somebody else who's doing the same thing that you were doing um teen years ago. So that would shock me because you've been in those shoes before. Why would you want to continue that type of, you know, pattern to bring somebody else down? So I'm really shocked by the the abusive allegations. Um Yeah. I hope it's not true or it's something that was, you know, I I don't know. I just I don't know, I, I, I wouldn't believe that. You know, with all her her fame, her prime, she had a whole, didn't she have a whole, like, audition series? I, I always wanted yeah. to watch it. About, uh, oh, watch out for the big girls. The it was watch yeah, out yeah, for the was big the girls. It, yeah, yeah it, was, it was all over TikTok, all over prime video. I just haven't had a chance to watch it, but I did want to watch it because it was a lot of plus size girls, a lot of big girls, you know, shaking that ass, twerking, throwing it in a circle, and it was, you know, entertaining to see that not empowering. only skinny girls can do that, but, you know, they they got it from the blueprint, which is really big, big girls. But to hear that she's being abusive towards them is something that's very shocking to me. I, like, do you know what, what they were saying, or like...
0: Um, no, it was, as I said, it was generally the notion of, like, her being, like, um, I heard sexual abuse as well, Um, Like dance moms abuse Something to that effect Um, You know Just being like verbally abusive All these things and um, Just putting them in uncomfortable situations So The answer is uh, I mean As we're recording this I mean I As we are recording this I've not heard of any Statement uh, on her end From her people or herself um, Denying allegations Or anything she's been very quiet about it uh, so, uh, I mean, honestly, it's, a, it's a very illegal. So, yeah. We shall see. The answer is who knows. Um, but, we yeah, wait, I, I think. Wait a second. What's going on?
1: I'm going to look on Lizzo's Instagram right now, live. Yeah, we. I don't think that's a do. good idea.
0: I, I don't this think a, do. that's a great idea. Because um, I'll tell you for free, you'll see nothing except her and her man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, well, let's see. Up, up, up. Wait a minute.
0: Did you see this? Oh, don't do it. What are you seeing?
1: Did you see this? Oh, she did my, a post I, two days ago. Did you I see saw, this post?
0: I see something about a few days ago. Yes.
1: Did you see something? It says I, I these last the few days. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> these last few days have been gut-wrenchingly difficult and overwhelmingly disappointing. My worth, ethic, morals, and respectfulness have been questioned. My character has been criticized. Usually, I choose not to respond to false allegations, but these are as unbelievable as they sound and too outrageous to not be addressed. These sensationalized stories are coming from former employees who have already publicly admitted that they were told their behavior on tour was inappropriate and unprofessional. This this says nothing. She shouldn't I mean, there's have said more anything. To it.
0: I mean, if you want to go to her social media, it's on there. Uh, if it will still be on there, who knows? Uh, but I mean, I mean, okay. I she shouldn't I don't have said how, nothing. Why why do you think she should have said nothing?
1: She shouldn't have said anything. This is why we have lawyers. We have to have a legal team because that doesn't what she said. Is neither here nor there. It it's equivalent to still saying anything to s- not saying nothing. You did. Th- you don't think that people don't think that she is appalled by hearing these things. She's voicing everything that everybody's thinking, right? Yeah. So um, what, yeah, was the, I mean, what was the purpose very, of post posting
0: that? It's very very vague and it's very PRish at, at best. I mean, it just comes down to hey, despite what you guys have heard. I'm not that person, I respe- I'm very respectable. Okay, cool. I mean, at the end of the day, it's very PR-ish. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bigger, I guess the bigger chapter, the bigger thing is, does that, what, whatever the allegations may be, does that equate to being a bad black person? Oh.
1: For the empowerment of black people, I would say yes. If you, and uh, I don't know, the uh, allegations were brought up by if it were other black dancers. So. Yes. So if that's the case then yeah, you know, I would have to say yeah, uh, you, 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 going against your sister like, you're, like you're I said. Great.
0: It's not great if the allegations are true. It's not a great look. I think we could say that. Um, speaking of black sisters, huh, your, your girl Carly Russell my what? Who? Uh, roller coaster that Carly Russell. Who? Oh, okay. You're saying the who first two words, yeah. Your black sister,
1: who? But go all ahead. Right. I'm not gonna be an owl today.
0: <laughs> Carly Russell, as you've probably all have heard by now, um, you know, she apparently uh, went missing. Uh, there was a there was a wide search and uh outcry for her uh to be found all for that to come out that everything was fabricated and fake and she wasn't missing and yeah everything just came out to be a lie um it was a unfortunately typical story of a black girl gone missing everybody was concerned and she actually wasn't missing so um and you know we actually had an episode in the past talking about you know uh, brown girls going missing and, and the you know, horrors of that and how it's very common. So for something like this where everyone was advocating for this girl to be found and for all to be fake, the question is, does that make her a bad black person? For me, the answer is Y, E, and S. And that is because knowing the sensitivity of this type of um, topic and knowing the sensitivity of how people respond to it for you to fabricate this whole story for some selfish narcissistic reason is fucked up because they're actual black women who are actually missing for no type of fake reason. And now stories like this could potentially ruin the perspective of how people receive these stories. Cause now you get possibly black men or other people who are now gonna be adverse to these type of stories and say, oh, she's probably faking it. Oh, are they really missing? Oh, I, I don't believe. And it just creates this ugly narrative that now just sullies the waters. And I'm not saying that this should stop anyone for advocating for the um, you know, discovery of missing black women, but this example just is fucked up because it's like, sis, come on, what are you doing? How was this beneficial to anybody? Literal resources went into trying to find you, meanwhile, you were dancing in the woods like a fucking pagan witch i i just don't I just don't know what's going on alle- sorry allegedly i don't <laughs> the story itself is just wild um yeah, yeah, the story is wild
1: was... because I don't think she she thought this out through at first, you know. When the first headlines, you know, I didn't even put my SVU cap on because you know I'm a SVU fanatic, but I didn't, I didn't, I really didn't put my cap on. I was like, "Damn, black girls missing, we got to get out here." And you know, earlier uh, we put out an episode about brown and black girls being missing and no one potentially looking for them. But as I listened to the story more, she was she was driving down the highway and she saw a white, a white toddler walking down the highway, said highway and she was the only person who saw the toddler, went to go and get the toddler in the middle of the highway while there's moving traffic, right? And was on the phone with her sister, not the cops, called and the wig being snatched off is what sent me to a frenzy. So I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. yeah, she got, got, got for human trafficking, but I'm like, hold on. If I'm driving down the 95 South and I see a baby specific. walking on the shoulder, I know I'm not the only person that one would see the baby. There will be multiple reports, I believe, going into... Big um, Amber
0: energy. I whatever
1: mean. energy. My phone will be blowing up. Like you said, Amber, look, my phone will be... Just randomly in the middle of the night, the screens that tells you for... for. Uh, 2004 white pickup truck license plate blah 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 has this 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 that third in it all of those alarms would go off and none of those alarms went off in my head because of that the wig sent me because I know a black woman would not just leave their wig anyway so first, I, first I, I auto, automatically was like yeah, yeah they done got her and a couple of days afterwards when they said they found her I was like because we were on the next of these supposed kidnappers they returned her immediately and expeditiously so i was like thank god mm. for that and then everyone started talking about how suspicious her story sound and finally her boyfriend gave it up about oh she's a good girl and then the apology from her lawyer i just had to think about it and i was like her boyfriend must have a ding a go because Wowzer. Ain't no way wow, she did this just for attention. There's no way that she just did this for attention. Looking up her search history, trying to figure out um, how to get money out of an ATM from another state, how to make it look like you're a missing person. And this is supposed yeah, to be this a smart woman. This is supposed to be a small woman. This is a woman. research for me. This mm. is a potential, and it scares me to pieces because she was in nursing school, a potential... Healthcare worker who is going to go into somebody's hospital to take care of you or somebody else. And she is always, she's already off the deep end. And I'm like, sis, sis, why are you doing this? I think the reason she did it, because statistically, police and media do not go after brown and black missing women. She thought nobody would do it. But she comes from a very affluent family, so everybody was. On it, the minute they heard she was missing. On it, what, what, I think she thought that she was not going to get caught. Nobody was going to come looking for her. She would take a couple of days so she can get some attention on herself. That's exactly what I think What was going on. But the reverse happened. We was like, we got to save our black sister. Hello, the first time we all unified together to get somebody back, and it's a hoax. Now, now it's going to be your crying wolf every single time you see a brown or black girl missing. Like, that just set us back. It, it Honestly, it did.
0: That's it honestly I'm did. I'm a fan of. And it's, that's what I was saying earlier. It's the narcissism for me because, all right, yes, now harking on to that unfortunate notion that black women aren't respected enough to be found, now you're taking that for whatever nefarious, narcissistic, selfish reason that is, you know, insert that here and using it for your advantage to... I mean, as Cardi B once famously said, what was the reason? And to, <laughs> and to this day, we don't have a reason. But the answer is there's no good reason, period. <laughs> there's no baby. She's not lost in the woods. Boyfriend, you know, is not thirsty for you enough. There's no good reason to do, to have done this. And once again, it, it would be different if it was like, oh, it happened for a couple of hours. And oh, yeah, it was all a lie, all um, but no, as I said, resources went into this. People physically went looking for her. Like, all types of things were involved. I think if it wasn't, if it wasn't physically people taking off from work to say I'm joining this search, I, I feel like I would, I would just chuck it up to all right, niggas be lying every day. But this was not the circumstance here. So yes, I think Carly, uh, despite the circumstances, is a bad black person just because she had. Us as the culture, super worried about her, and it all just came up to be a lie. And then, of course, you slap in the oh, come on, y'all. We had to think about mental health. Probably sis wasn't all there for someone who's not all there. You're not going to google.com and researching how to go, how to get gone. Um, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying that's just not that doesn't scream mental imbalance to me, that screams deliberate and it screams intentional. So, you know, t's and p's but um, I don't feel too sorry for her. Any other black woman that goes missing, I will certainly believe. Um, But yeah, for this young lady here, um, she could go missing again. Not in a bad way, but as in just away from our lives.
1: And you know what that does? That only perpetuates the people who are already pessimistic about the idea of saying, oh, we shouldn't go looking for this anyway. This is why I don't believe half the stuff that's on the media. And that only fuels their, you know, self, you know, righteous entitlement to say, Oh, I don't believe that if she's really missing, it'll come to light. So we still have that ignorant side of people who just don't really care about, you know, whether our sisters go missing or not, you know,
0: and And we absolutely, unfortunately, it,
1: it, it gets bad when the worst, the outcome comes the worst. And that's when everyone starts to feel sorry. And to prevent that, we just really just need to be up on it. Honestly.
0: Mm. Yeah, I concur. I mean, unfortunately, we can't let one bad apple ruin the bunch. So we just have to be very diligent at the end of the day, you know? And that's just that. (sighs) But see, and so now we have another example. Um, I know that we've talked about a bunch of things, but you actually brought up a good example from um, one of these shows, Grownish. That is kind of related to the aspect of like you know going hard for black people, especially those who have suffered injustices. So why don't you break that down for us, and then we can get into it.
1: Okay, so on this episode of Grownish, there was a a political outreach um, across the Black Lives Matter, and of course, you know um, the students there they were protesting, and one of the characters, Doug. wasn't really into the Black Lives Matter movement on campus. So whenever there were rallies or if there were any type of protests going on, he would usually find something else to do or um, sit out of something. But in uh, in a scene, uh, it was dug with a, a young lady who a lot of people say she was mixed race. I don't know what she represented. I don't know how that added into the conversation, but she really called him out about not being present anytime there was any protests. She called him out about not reposting things or, you know, he's such a party promoter, but he wouldn't promote anything with his culture or with black people. Um, Why is he being such a bad black person? Mm. And that incited a lot of conversations from that episode, you know, about people feeling fatigued in the black community towards, you know, black shootings with unarmed black men. And is that a real thing or if it's not, or should we be immune to it? Should we just feel numb to it or should we just, you know, push forward or protest against it? And it's doing so, protecting your mental space, I guess, or your peace. Does that make you a bad black person in essence? Or if you don't repost something, does that make you a bad black person? Are you not part of the movement? Are you still a bad black person? You know, what are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, I think for me, yes, I will acknowledge, and I think for most of us, or for a few of us that do understand the notion of there being a desensitization um, to. You know, black um, a desensitization uh, to black harassment in, in that regard. You know, we're bombarded by these. We're bombarded by these images through social media, through news outlets, through all these things. It does take a toll on the spirit. I think that is something that we could all agree on. Now, in the notion of that desensitization equating to being um, apathetic that's unfortunately where things get a little murky right because one thing kind of leads to the other and now the apathy becomes what's the use there's no point of you know saying black lives matter or there's no point of saying their names because nothing's going to change and i think that mentality doesn't necessarily make one a bad black person but it's definitely detrimental to the culture in that it's just it's, it's, it's unfortunately a very hopeless way of seeing the world of seeing the world in front of you. And I think that's gonna take some level of therapy. That's gonna take some level of community to kind of, you know, help to understand why it's important to uh, continue being an advocate um, for those who are victims of, you know, police violence and and anything related. Um, you know, uh, as I said, not necessarily making the person a bad back person, but I think the bad part comes in to where they intentionally or deliberately feel as if there's no point to people protesting or people going out there and making their voices heard i think if you i think if you condemn others for that uh i think that's where the bad part comes in if you personally in your heart feels like hey this sucks but i personally feel there's no point or i personally feel like there's nothing that i can do then that's something that that person will have to deal with by themselves but I don't think they should then discourage others from advocating for those who, who have been victims of those type of crimes. So, um, it's all about the internal work at the end of the day. Um, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's what I think.
1: I also think that it is having black fatigue at times and maybe, you know, someone could have been a big advocate, but. When you're tired, you're tired. Yeah. Like, who? What? What determines? You know, whether you still have the fight in you when you still s- see the same things reoccur every day? Does that make you a black person when you decide to just take time to, I guess, recharge, reenergize, or maybe just remove yourself from a situation that always, you know, gives you some sort of unwavering feeling?
0: No. I think it's quite the opposite. I think taking a level of a mental health break from these things makes you a good black person. I think that level of stepping away, um, not being, not allowing yourself to be bombarded by those type of images, not allowing the media to, you know, influence how you see the world. I think uh, that is a good thing. And I think for all of us who have experienced, especially... In these past couple of years, pandemic wise, with the Black Lives Matter movement and everything that was going on, I think, you know, an act of resistance, if anything, was to take those mental health moments to practice some level of, you know, Black escapism from all that violence and pain that we've seen. And I feel that when we do implement those things, there is a healthy mix of, hey, I need to take a mental health day for myself because it's too much but also at the same time i do feel it's important to once again share the message be a voice and to share any type of message that you know black lives do matter or they're important so i think there it comes down to a level of balance i think if you lean too much on the aspect of oh there's no point there's no use why y'all doing that shit stop wasting your time i feel like advocating or at least spreading that type of message is not really helpful to the culture, uh, but I, I, I can understand why someone feels that way. Um, but once again, that's, that has to be an internal thing that people need to work on to themselves and not discourage others uh, from you know, expressing their truth.
1: Okay. Look at us
0: being all CNN and political and analyzing. Look at <laughs> us, we can be mature. I, I am that. mature. Those.
1: I am. All oh, right. Well, you know,
0: depending on how the wind blows.
1: See, now you're being a bad black person.
0: So <laughs> We were that. both being black black people in this episode, I guess. Uh,
1: no, no, no. I am the perfect
0: black person. All right. Well, now now we're being a liar. That's that's being a bad black person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now you're being evil, okay? Now let's let's not do that.
0: Let's not. I'm going too far. But but I guess what is – so what is the, the takeaway here? Like, you know, I mean, if, does it even make sense to identify good versus bad? I mean, based on the examples that we have brought up, I mean, is it just a notion of, you know, do we need to be better or do certain people need to be better? Are we creating too much of a pedestal for us as black I, people? Is it okay for us to have moments where we're kind of down bad? Like, what does that I mean? think I would circle
1: back to when I asked you the definition of what's a good black person versus a bad black person. I think we should try to eliminate that divide because that uh essentially cause a separation in order for us to maintain a unified purpose. The same way we rallied together for freaking I don't even wanna say this, but I was I was definitely happy for the unification to find Carly. That same energy that we had, we should always implement that in every type of cultural aspect that we do. And we should have that instead of having a divide and saying, oh, well, last week this person didn't post this or they, were, they weren't they were here for this meeting. Uh, they're really just checked out of this. No, try to uplift or give them space, whatever they needed at the time, and just be uh, a helping hand. You know, what did the song say? just call on my brother when you need a hand we all need somebody to lean on that's what we got to do bring it back not the clap not the slow clap i'm just saying these are these are what we are we were brought up with we should go back yeah. and lean on those foundations and realize we are separating ourselves by trying to put these labels and push it on ourselves. Like I didn't start hearing about bad black people until recently, you know what I mean?
0: Well said, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it all comes down to, you know, who people are and how you carry yourself. And once again, for me, it's all about if it doesn't benefit the culture, then as I said, it doesn't make you a bad person, but I mean, you're not exactly beneficial to the culture in that regard. So take it for what it is bad and asterisk, obviously there's a lot of nuance, uh, but we all just are doing our best to be our best. And I think that's all it comes down to. So, well, regardless of if you're a good, bad, a good black person or bad black person, we would hope that you watch or listen to our podcast. Uh, you know, regardless of, <laughs> what label you have um but yes so make sure to catch us on social media on instagram at si podcast also catch us on the streaming platforms which is soundcloud spotify apple podcast uh, wherever you listen to podcast uh make sure to email us with any questions similar to the one at the top of the show at podcast at gmail.com and i will have another uh vice from vix uh segment um, <laughs> and hopefully I can help another anonymous soul with their issues um, yeah and also just follow us on social media respectfully on IG and there's also X question uh, mark and then spill um, if you're not on spill or if you don't know what spill is spill is the black answer to Twitter so uh, because Twitter is uh, waste, wasteland man's things now so yeah follow me on spill uh, i'm on there a little bit more than the, the twits so or sorry the x the i don't know what the fuck to call it whatever uh just follow me on spill if you if you know you know that's the answer um what about your roof
1: yeah yeah i agree i'll i'll follow you but i probably will block you once in the blue but um
0: just to keep it fresh yeah
1: just just to keep you on your toes just a little
0: thank just you a little bit. bad black person <laughs>
1: well I'm going to end the show now with one of my rovisms because we're not going to be bad black people and we're not going to be good black people and in the words of Malcolm X because the red hair is giving me and the Grenadian lineage between you I'm going to dedicate this to us you can't separate peace from freedom because no one can be at peace unless he has his freedom
0: tabernacle mm-hmm. and you know that wow. was a good quote because it used the same words multiple times that's how good
1: have a works. good ha- have a good night thank you everyone for <laughs> tuning in and listening your girl rove is signing out
0: all right later y'all say goodbye, my ruby
1: bye rovey